Welcome back. Division One Rejects. Kobe Manzo. Zach Keen. Yeah. Yeah. Two great guests today. First, we have Parker Bluss from Northwood University. Then we'll be joined by Taekwon Cox, a sophomore here at Northern Michigan. And today we've got some we've got some great news. At the beginning of the week, I didn't know if a lot of this was shaping up, but a lot of this kind of just came out here in the last couple of days. So yeah. um, even today with the uh, the EA news that we'll get yeah. to eventually. But um, in the NFL, the Super Bowl preview, obviously Bucks Chiefs. We'll talk about that. And then Matthew Stafford, who is out of Detroit, officially heading to LA to play with the number one defense in the league with the LA Rams. That has been the topic the last couple of days. Um, and it's kind of overshadowed this next piece of news that Deshaun Watson officially wants out of Houston. That guy is like one day of like lime, limelight, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I, really I don't surprised, think it got, right? yeah, nobody's yeah, surprised. I feel now like J.J. Watt might be gone too. So that'll be something to look at maybe next week. Houston's going to suck. But the Houston's going to be gone, dude. They lose all their studs. They're going to be done. Not all, but a lot of them. Um, and after that, we'll take a look at the Lions and how their franchise might be actually making some moves to be competitive next year instead of pulling the old rebuild because that it feels like what was everybody was expecting that. Yeah. Because but, you can play that card. Oh, we got new staff, new this, new that. We'll just rebuild. Yeah. But it sounds like Motor City Dan Campbell's going in there with a winning attitude. He's going to bite some kneecaps off, he said. Yeah. Both of them. That's one of the scariest things Not I've one, ever heard. Not one, but two. Both. Not one. He's going to leave the guys he's playing against just... Just not crippled. being able to walk. Just absolute potatoes. <laughs> After that, we'll look into college football. We've got some news that the Northwestern head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, got a 10-year deal to stay with the Wildcats, heading into what is now his 16th year at Northwestern. Yeah, that's crazy. Unreal. I, don't, I didn't even So know. he'll be there for at least 25 years, assuming he stays with the, the tenure of his contract. I'm sure he will. And he said that's his dream job. We'll get into it more later, but um, yeah. great for him, man. What a great fit yeah. for recruiting-wise, too. That's huge. Especially. Um, and finally, huge news that broke today, Tuesday, as we're recording this. EA Sports has officially announced the return of NCAA football. The video game series is back. Unreal. It's crazy. It really is crazy. And we have zero details, and the internet is already freaking out about it. And yeah. I've seen some great like memes on Twitter and stuff, like uh, coaching my team, and I see one of my players with a – uh, like one of the notes app decommitting from my school on Twitter, like all the oh crap gosh. that goes on right now yeah. with the social media and stuff. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, kind of incorporate that into the game, like to modernize it almost. Yeah, pretty much. It'll be pretty sweet. But um, those are the topics for today. We'll get into this first conversation and then jump right into the NFL. But first, we will go right to Parker Blust. Our first guest on today's episode is a junior specialist at Northwood University who averaged over 40 yards of punt last year. Okay. A Lake Orient alum where he was first team All-State his senior year. Personal friend, Parker Blust. What's up, Parker? How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Big fan of the show. Big Thanks fan of the show. Let's go, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, man. I think you're the first specialist on the show. That's, that's kind of a high honor. Other than you, you had an NFL kicker. I that's true. No, no, no. That's true. Uh, I guess first uh, a college, college specialist, there you go. A current college Third, specialist. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to represent somewhere. But you're right. I forgot. I did forget about that. Um, that was an interesting conversation. Did you ever end up watching that one? Yeah, I did. That was kind of interesting. We, that was our, uh, we've had two NFL guys on, but nothing compares to Parker Blust, man. Nothing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, what is? Um, I kind of wanted to talk about like. I was just thinking about this earlier in the day. Like the GLIAC is kind of an interesting mesh of schools. We got a lot of smaller school atmospheres. Northwood, you guys have—is it under two thousand? Uh, like undergrad there? I think it's like twenty three hundred, so like right over two thousand. Is it really? It's twenty three hundred. 
I don't remember. Oh, I'm about to look it I up because that being, sounds pretty I high. Being close to what our high school was. Okay, then yeah, then it would be around there, I think. Um, but I remember it being pretty small, so I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, no matter the size, it's kind of like that small school atmosphere that a lot of GLIAC schools have, and then you have like Grand Valley, which is like twenty five thousand, right? Um, yeah, exactly. What is, is that kind of been, I know you said before we got started here, you said that you're looking to graduate this next semester, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how has that been for you? Like the smaller class sizes, kind of like the relationships with the professors, have you really enjoyed that kind of smaller school atmosphere? You know, I have a lot actually. I think it's, I never really got the big school atmosphere other than like in the high school, we have the same here practically, but yeah, I like it a lot more just because like, everybody knows everybody and like when okay. you go to classes you're gonna have at least two or three guys on the football team and then like two or three other more people that you know on other sports teams so like it's just nice because everybody knows everybody and yeah I, don't know. I get that and you're probably right because i just looked it up it says the undergrad as of 2019 was 1200 can you believe that Jeez. It's not quite 23 there, boss. Yeah, I wasn't even close. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of, I'm just like grad students, everything, make up that stuff. And I don't, I don't know what kind of percentage goes into there, but yeah, 1200, dude, that that's smaller than I was expecting. I think it's gotta be closer to like 14 right now. That was the number that popped into my head, but um, that's like with us, we're a middle, middle of the road school really with like 73, 7,400 Michigan techs. I don't know. They're a little bit less than us, yeah, but then you have like Forest Saginaw Valley, Davenport, Ferris. Then there's Grand Valley with like twenty five thousand kids, and then they have like those facilities and everything. I just is that kind of for me. A lot of the kids in high school were just like, "Oh, it's Grand Valley. Like I want to go to Grand Valley." It's you know what I mean, State or Grand Valley. Yeah, that's. I, I just One thought that two. was so. That Make was your... so funny. Do you uh, you have any boys playing at Grand Valley right now? Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I just like being in the Gleak. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of take it as like motivation sort of oh yeah it's like everybody is like why don't you guys beat grand valley like why can't you compete with ferris whatever but it's like i just like the competition of playing against those big schools and the big names and everything totally but, no i get that and that's like a chip on your shoulder too because a lot of guys especially the guys who end up at northwood at northern michigan and all that those are the same guys who did not get recruited by ferris state and grand valley who are, have been like the dogs of the Gleak. Now Wayne State's making a push to be right yeah. up there with those guys now. And it's all mm -hmm. about consistency though, because those two schools have been there forever. Not forever, but for a long period of time. Consistently. Um yeah. So we'll see if Wayne kind of sticks its head up there kind of consistently. But what was that recruiting process like for a guy like you out of high school? Like I said, you were one of the best in the state for your position, but usually as you know, kickers are not the first ones to get offers, especially at our level. You have like 36 scholarships, 36 equivalencies of a scholarship that you get to split out um, amongst your players. What was that recruiting process like for you? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, kickers and snappers and all specialists pretty much are like the last people to get picked up. Yep. But um, so for me, it was kind of like I didn't really get noticed at all until my senior year, sort of like you. But um that senior year was where like I started getting calls from like I would get small D3s like Hope and Adrian stuff like that and okay. I went on visits I went on visits there but then yeah. I think it was once I got like the the nomination for first team all conference or whatever and they just started um, rolling in huh yeah so that's like <laughs> I I had just got my Northwood one right before I got the 
award. And then I got um, Ferris State. And then that was that was pretty much it. I mean, those were the only two I was really thinking about. Yeah, okay. But I got I got Ferris State like two days before signing day. So it was Man. kind of yeah. yeah, it was kind of last minute. And it's funny because some guys, that will determine where they end up. Like our coach was talking to us today after our workout, and, you know, we're planning on signing this many or whatever, and he's like, but we still got one we're working on. Like national signing day is tomorrow, and yeah, like, they're going to try and, you know, figure that out. Like could you imagine, like, the stress that if you didn't have a Northwood offer leading up to that or you weren't talking to the other school, all of a sudden Ferris came in, like the stress leading up to that day? Oh, it's crazy. I can't believe they even do it, to be honest. It's like the kid has so much to think about in the matter yeah. of a day. Yeah. And now, like, everybody's getting pressured, I feel like, to make yeah. a decision earlier and earlier. Like, every year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know a few dudes that did that. Like, you remember Tommy Schuster? On the yep. Trip yeah, of course. He got his offer from North Literally, Dakota. Literally, yeah, the, but, like, like the Within like 18 hours or something. Yeah, and that was a kid, um, Parker, I don't know if you're familiar, but he was the quarterback for Chip Valley when they won a state championship, Yeah, right? And so he was he was balling out. And he was mediocre build on him or something. He was a great, just a baller, dude. Oh, yeah, no. Absolute baller. He he just didn't really have the offers to go basically anywhere. And then signing day rolls around and he commits to North Dakota. Yeah, it was like ridiculous because it was like, yeah, he had like NAIA. And then like a D three, yeah. And all of a sudden, just North Dakota yeah. comes around. So it they was, took a chance on him. I hope I have to check up. I on, think he, uh, what he's doing there. Yeah, I didn't really look too much into it, but because um, I used to um, work out and do training with the quarterback coach at Chippewa Valley, who Andy Denrider, and uh, I remember him saying something about like he was doing pretty good. That's good. But there's there. a bunch of guys like that that are just like steals at the last minute or like have no idea. No, he was definitely where they're a going. Steal. I, that, he, yeah, that dude, dude was talented. Agreed, but. Um, and I feel like I feel like you also see, like you said, a lot of people are recruiting or, or signing early. But then I also see the people that do sign early are usually the ones that decommit, and then like they're fighting at last minute to find something. That's a good point too. Weird to me. Yeah, like take your time, make the best decision for you, right? Not the best decision yeah. for your parents, even though that's a huge part of it. That's yeah, a huge part of it. But. Not the best decision for your significant other. All right, or the place that maybe your coach wants you to go. It's like you have to be somewhat. I'm not saying you know just do what you think is in your butt, but like you have to be somewhat selfish at some point. I think in that decision, I think you're the one that has to live it. Exactly, exactly. Like nobody, no one else that I just mentioned is going to that school. Yeah, right. So it's just you, and I think that is what sometimes people have to remember. But let's kind of get back to you here, a guy who punts and kicks. Do you see a lot of guys try and do both at our level because? I think, obviously, as you get higher up between like the, the Division One and then the NFL, everybody is so specialized that you do only one. But are there a lot of guys trying to do both at our level? I think there are. I think at our level, you see that a lot of our teams, especially in the GLIAC, really only have like three or four specialists that okay. travel or that are on the team practically. So I think that you always want to do all of them just in case somebody gets injured or something like that. But you do also see the people that specialize. And a lot of the times you see like the specialized punters where they only punt or the kickers. I, like even on my team last year, we had a kicker that only did kickoff. So really? I think you definitely see it. But that's, inter- that's an interesting point. Yeah, no, like there definitely are both ways. But I guess at this level especially, I would kind of expect it because just from a coach's perspective, we talked about the scholarship aspect of that. 
situation. And if you can save, not obviously you're not handing out full rides here, but if you can save scholarship money by having a guy that does both and not saying he's going to be the only guy that does it the whole season or whatever, but like that's that amount of money, like you can put that to maybe another, another different recruit or maybe just some guys who are on the team right now that they think deserve a bump in their scholarship. or something. So from a coach's perspective, I feel like that would be a dream for a lot of coaches, right? Definitely, definitely. And I'm even coming up in high school, going to like all these kicking camps and everything. It was, it was weird to see somebody that only kicked or only punted, like everybody did everything. Really? And those were the, those were the best guys. Like I kicked with some, a guy that went to Alabama, a guy that went to, um, Florida, like those guys all did everything and they were the best at all of them. So, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of coaches, especially in college are, looking for nowadays and they don't really necessarily want to specialize in one or another. Yeah. No, I get that for sure. And so when you did, I know like for the long snapping, there's that like corn blue, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. So like the corn blue long snapping, what's the, uh, the big name for, cause I know there's a lot of like specialist only camps. Obviously I've, you know, not been to like, but like that's a huge circuit. I know that's a, that's a big time thing. What is the, uh, what's like the big name for that? Yeah, so the big the biggest one is called Coles. Okay, Coles yeah, Kicking. I have heard of that. Yep. Yep, and then he Jamie Cole is the guy that runs it. He's run it for like freaking thirty years, I bet. Jeez. But he's the he's the special teams coach for I believe the Chicago Bears. Oh right. shoot! I yeah, so that. he just got that job like last year, but they're still running it and everything. It's still the biggest one, but he any NFL player or any NFL kicker out there has gone to cold. Yeah, so that that's like the name then, huh? Yeah. I guess, yeah, I didn't realize that, but I definitely have uh, heard of that in the past. I didn't realize that's sweet that he uh, could get that job like that too. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit with you about, because we have a couple guys, we just got news on like a, a tight end the other day who's uh, unfortunately, gra- and I shouldn't say unfortunately, but it's like hard to use a different word, but like he's graduating in May. Mitch, you should hear about that. Yeah, yeah. so um, he's a senior. Like everybody gets that extra year of eligibility because of covid and so, like, he won't be coming back. And we got a couple other guys that are maybe on that fence. Um, what's kind of been the consensus from guys at Northwood and those guys who are in their, like, fourth or fifth year? Um, I think we're seeing a lot more than we expected. There's a lot of guys just, like, thinking about it. And you don't – we don't – none of us know what's going to happen next year. And you don't want to be somebody that's like, you know what, I'll take less classes this year and just so just so I can take my – fifth or sixth year or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And then you don't have a season and you have to, I mean, you, you only stay for the next semester, but still you miss the whole summer and the semester. So oh, yeah. I think, I think a lot of guys are deciding to move on from it and taking their job opportunities, but I don't know. I was going to say, especially at Northwood, like everyone that I've talked to from Northwood, you know, obviously the business program there and the job opportunities right out of school are huge. So I think that would be something. That's why I kind of wanted to ask you that question, because at a place like that, where a lot of your guys are being put in front of some awesome opportunities in the business, like those fields, I think that would be a huge part of it. Like if you can go make a maybe not like a six figure salary, but in some cases, maybe you know what I mean. Out of college, like if you can go and get established into whatever you're gonna, trying to go to, trying to get into, excuse me, that's got to be damn hard to refuse. I feel like. Yeah, I think the best thing about Northwood is just like they're networking with all the other companies, and all of our um, teachers are actually 
they have to work in the industry for a certain amount of years to become our teachers. Okay. So they all have networking like with their old company and with their old employee or employees or whatever. So the networking is definitely the biggest thing. And I mean, you can't deny the money if it's right in front of your face. Yep. No, I mean, 100%. I hundred percent. Well, after we're done here, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Super Bowl. but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Bucks chiefs, who you got, what are we thinking? Uh, I mean, you can't deny the Chiefs just because I think they're a better threat than Tampa Bay. But at the same time, I I don't see how you can bet against Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's, that's like the number one rule in a lot of people's books. And I think a lot of people broke that rule last week. Or not last, yeah. No, no, not last yeah. week. Two weeks ago, yeah. right? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. And uh, well, look at that, bit him in the ass. So I, <laughs> a lot of people... I, I saw just Twitter exploded like, man, I really put money against Tom Brady this week, and then I got burnt. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, dude, I don't know. They had um, a couple of the prop bets I was looking at today. Um, not that I'm a betting guy, but I just I just check them out. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the prop bets, you get the regular ones, like the coin toss and, like, what color the Gatorade's going to be. And the one at the yeah. end was um, whether or not Tom Brady was going to be the Super Bowl MVP. And um, the odds were pretty surprising, I think, like uh, much more favored than I thought they were going to be. Because uh, in my mind, I would have definitely taken the net, like the no on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I guess I guess we'll see what Tom's got in the tank. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um, outside of that, Matt Stafford to the Rams. So we're just going to run through some of these things. I just kind of want to hear your Huge. thoughts on them. Yeah. What, what do we think about that? Huge news. I think I think we got a good amount of money and a good amount of trades for that or whatever. Oh, yeah. Picks, picks, yeah. But especially with how old he is and everything. And I, I hope he does good. Oh, I mean, dude, yeah, of course. Honestly, I'll be rooting for the Rams. Good. But on, on the other side, I also – I'm not positive how I feel about golf. <laughs> I don't know. He took his I team to the Super like, Bowl like two years ago. Todd Gurley took his team to and the I Super think, Bowl. <laughs> I think he's a good quarterback, but at the same time, it's like if we're going to keep losing – I'd rather see a quarterback that's a little bit more exciting. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, I, I get what you like, mean. Like he's not flashy. Or... He's not flashy. Yeah. Exactly. Not at all. I would agree with that, especially when he's playing with nine fingers and a broken thumb. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I guess we'll see. Um, and finally, NCAA football coming back. Could, just, could you imagine this? We get a GLIAC. We get a GLIAC mode or a D2 mode. Never, no never way. in a There's million no years. But that would take so long. Oh yeah, it would it would be Forever. unreal. But could you imagine, man? Yeah, I, I mean, my great. my buddy my buddy told me about it. I didn't even know that they were thinking about making it again. But I don't think anyone knew. They just came out. EA literally just like randomly yeah. came out and posted something. Yeah, I mean, they like I read something about it earlier, and they said that they were kind of hinting at it, like in the Madden. Obviously, you could play that. Yeah. Um, the one game that was college, but at the same time, I think it just came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And I just think, like, especially, like, that's the kind of the niche I'm trying to get into is, like, this Division One rejects thing. The guys that don't usually get talked about, imagine if some, like, lesser gaming company that, or, like, some uh, production studio or something was trying to get onto the scene. Yeah. That would be an interesting niche for somebody to hop into, I feel like. Yeah. Like, somebody yeah. who doesn't have the funding of, like, an EA or something like that. If they could just pump something out, because dudes are still playing NCAA 14. 
They don't care about the graphic. I mean, they do, but not as oh, much. Everybody, everybody up here plays it. Right? It's so, insane. like, well, I, had a, I had a buddy that made the whole our whole roster. Like, <laughs> he made the whole roster. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> oh, that is sick. I love that. People love it. My uh, my long snapper from two years ago when we used to travel our freshman year. He'd bring his old Xbox 360 or whatever it was on. <laughs> yeah. And every road game, we played it. That is sick, dude. So I'm saying, like, that would be such a great niche, I feel like, for somebody who doesn't have that yeah. financial backing just to pump out some type of a game. And I think if that picks up steam, they could be in the clear, bro. I mean, yeah, they'd be hard, though. I mean, oh, it's difficult. Like, yeah, there's a lot be, of shit you'd have to get. Well, that through. too. But then, like, you think about, I mean, we would think it's amazing. We of would course. Think it's, Coolest thing ever, but it, somebody that's not really interested in D two, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? no, I know, and that's that's why I'm saying like you'd have to you'd have to get all everyone in this little market. Now that like oh, the yeah, actual NCA is coming back, you might have they might have missed their uh, they might have missed the boat. The boat might have sailed on that one. They right? missed their opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm so confused on what they're gonna do. You think like they're just not gonna include names again, or yeah, that's gonna be. You know the conversation piece for us later because I really don't know either. With all the new legislation coming out about the likeness and what you know guys can profit profit off of, excuse me. So I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what they actually end up doing with that. I agree. Definitely. What uh I, I forgot to ask you earlier. We we're talking about uh, you graduating and stuff. What are you looking uh, as far as like I know you're going to go back and hopefully you said get your MBA right. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. But um, dream job for you coming out of college, maybe in like. I don't know, however many years. Where do you see yourself? Uh, I don't know. So I'm majoring in <laughs> I <don't> automotive. Know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll That's okay, but, bro. Uh, it's fun. I'm majoring in automotive aftermarket, which is like okay. a major that a lot of people – I mean, it's the only school in the United States that has it. But I'm saying I have not heard of like that, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's aftermarket parts for like cars and stuff. So probably like Mala or Dana or I don't know, one of the big aftermarket companies. Interesting. Yeah, the, yeah, that would actually be sweet. And low key, that sounds like a sweet. I mean, I'm going into business, so that sounds like a sweet. That's interesting. No, I've not heard of that before. But uh, Parker, that's all I've got for you, boss. I appreciate you coming on. All right, perfect. Thanks for having me, boys. All right, thank you. Appreciate you. I'll see you. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of the Super Bowl this weekend. Finally, um, bittersweet because then we might be starting to run out a little bit of content here. But we'll find stuff. We'll start. We'll find stuff to talk about. Um, Super Bowl preview. Joining us for the Super Bowl preview is Division One Rejects analyst Hunter Chambers. Hunter, how are we? Oh, it's always a pleasure to come back. So, <laughs> Super Bowl. All right. Young GOAT versus the old GOAT. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. That's like, you know, every year they try and make like the certain narrative for the Super Bowl. They'll, yeah. they'll really hype it up. And I feel like that's been obviously, this. you know, outside of the fact that Brady's playing at home for a Super Bowl, that's been like the major one leading up to yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. So... It's been kind of interesting. The Chiefs are currently favored by three as we head into the middle of the week with the over-under at 56. So a relatively solid offensive game, but not like an explosive offensive game, right? I mean, I think it's pretty average. Yeah, it sounds about pretty average to Mid-20s me. Mid-20s for each team, like 26, yeah. 27. Yeah. What do we think, Hunter? Um, I mean, first off, Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, like, <laughs> goat, new goat, old goat. I mean, I don't think anybody is ever going to live up to Tom Brady's status ever again. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't do not see I don't know. Mahomes. I don't see the league just being run over like the Patriots did. I don't see someone else doing what the Patriots did in Tom Brady. 
So new go, old go. Patrick Mahomes probably would go down as top five quarterback of all time when it's said and done. Damn. But that's bold. The over under what you said fifty seven. That is fifty six. Fifty six. I am betting the over if I did bet. I like, probably would have is, agreed with you there. That yeah. That is going to go out the roof. I think it's going to be a beautiful. Offensive game for yeah, beautiful shootout. <laughs> beautiful shootout. Like everybody, everybody, you know, defense. Like remember that Super Bowl two years ago, thirteen three. You think yep. people wanted to watch that? Yeah, no, that was Rams. Watch, that was Rams Patriots. That right? was mental torture. Yeah. People <laughs> want to watch Eagles Patriots. People want to watch yeah games. Where it's you're right. Shootout. You're totally right, dude. And I think, um, especially coming off of the last time that the Chiefs and the Bucks played. Right. Yeah. That offensive. Yeah. Twenty four twenty one. Exactly. The now the Bucks. Out crawled their way back into that game somehow, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, yeah. looking at that game and the offensive potential of that Chiefs team, I feel like a lot of yeah, people would be when, betting the over. That's when Tyreek had, what, 310 yards receiving? <laughs> yeah, he had some insane like, stat line, like, like some Shannon Sharp type stuff. Yeah. He was calling uh, the call on the National Guard for the Bucks. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> they need help. <laughs> but I just... I stand in everybody. <laughs> They need him. We were saying the uh, the odds on one of the prop bets was like if Tom Brady is going to be the Super Bowl MVP, and I I think I would bet against that to be honest. I would if, too, because even if I feel like if the Bucks do end up winning this, but I unfortunately I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. The Chiefs are just too good. Unfortunately, but, why unfortunately? Because once again, I'm an underdog guy. Nobody likes a good top of the dog story. A lot of people predicted the Chiefs. So to win Tom Brady, underdog. That's Tom that's Brady the story. Tom Brady an underdog for the first time in in his career. LOL. As <laughs> Nobody shuts up about it. <laughs> oh, dude, I just. But uh, no, go ahead. So what I was saying was, what was I saying? Chiefs, <laughs> them winning, and that nobody likes. Everybody likes an underdog story. So, yeah, I don't like Tom Brady. Though, I mean, I, would, so. I think the Chiefs are going to wipe the floor with them. And I think this may be if, but like we said, if Tom Brady does come out on top, I think he's done. I think I would be done. If he he just said, top. he just said a, like a day or two ago that he's, he, it could definitely see himself playing past 45. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Why? But like, if, if you're winning, I wouldn't but, go out on top. I'm just, what I'm just repeating doing? what he said, and he said he could definitely see himself playing past 45, and it basically is what he said in his own words. That's unreal. Yes, I, I saw that too, and it was like him like looking in the mirror, super old, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, why wouldn't you go on top? Like, pull up, exactly. Super Bowl 50. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. But um, because Peyton Manning's the amazing. Because he's he's remembered by that though, and yeah, well, his exactly. defense was you know. Kind oh of well, a, he did a big have deal. Von Miller yeah. in the god mode. He but. kind of had a big time defense there, but the Bucks defense has been stepping up in some big time plays. I know that their linebacker, yeah, their linebacker core has been unreal. Devin White had that big pick last week, like or two weeks ago. David, keep, yeah, go ahead. Devontae David is. The second Bobby Wagner, he's just as good as him, if not sometimes better. On that's what I was yeah, saying. Bobby that's Wagner, saying. Bobby Wagner struggled in their playoff game. That's against, what I thought. Uh, he missed some big time tackles against uh, Cam Akers, and I was yeah. really surprised by that because Bobby Wagner is like Bobby Wagner, the dude. Like everybody knows that name. So I think there that Devin White's gonna be kind of that guy for the Bucks. He's in what only his second year, maybe. I would oh, say so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Second, I want to say, his, yeah, I want to sure. say he's only his second year. So I mean, for I want them, to say he got draft, drafted the year that we drafted T.J. Hawkinson. So that that's yeah. two years ago. Yeah, 
I think you're right. I, that sounds about right to me. Um, but I don't know. I, I it'll be it'll be a pretty interesting. I guess we'll see game picks. You said you're taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs at least plus seven. Okay, I mean, interesting. If the you said the money line is three and a half, so yep. I mean, I would I would easily take that and. Also, I think the Chiefs. I, I I really hope this is a good game, but I can yeah for entertainment purposes. I can see it getting out of hand in the third. Really? So I really. think what I think will be very interesting is that we've seen the Chiefs come out and start slow in a lot of games. This goes back to last year in the playoffs, right? The Texans. Yeah. So yep. for me, that's going to be like yeah, the Chiefs have always relied on the fact that oh yeah, we can turn it on whenever. But if this Bucks defense does not let them turn it on quite as easily. That's going to be very difficult for them. I think the second quarter of this game determines whoever wins the second quarter of this game for me is winning. I guess it's kind of a weird prediction, but for me, that's what I'm sticking with because the Chiefs have always. So what, what what if the Bucks are leading at halftime? Do you see them winning that game? Yeah, winning I do. Game? Yeah, I do. I just like think, seven seventeen fourteen at halftime. You would bet the Bucks. I'm saying I'm saying whoever wins the second quarter. So whatever that is, that's going to be my prediction. It's kind of a weird well, one. The Chiefs- the Chiefs could put up 41 in the first and then 14 in the second, but the Bucks put up 28 in the second, and, I mean, Chiefs still winning this game. If they put up 41 points in one quarter, then I'll be wrong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> if they put up yeah. 41 you know, you in a quarter. I'm just talking, though. I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But that's that's kind of what I've been intrigued by is, like, the Chiefs just rely on the fact that we basically just have better athletes than you, right? I mean, that's, that's just kind of what it comes down do. to. They do. But, and a better coach. Yeah, that's a good point, too. But the coaches on the other side are not lacking. I mean, Bruce Arians is meh. He's a great coach. I, think, I don't think he's – yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Tom so, Brady definitely is more What I think is pretty impressive, though, is for Arians to be able to kind of just step back, and he even said, like, he's letting Tom Brady, like, coach, basically. Not like he's letting him do all the coaching things, well, but I mean, on crap, the field. I would, too. On the field, he's letting him do – but, like, uh, Belichick couldn't do that. That's too much of a pride hit for him. Nope. You know what I mean? So I think that's actually a pretty big – something big to say about that for Arians. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get off – semi off the topic. Okay. Do you think – so next year, Tom Brady comes back. They don't win the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs win, yada, yada, yada. Tom Brady comes back. Who do you think is going to have the better bounce-back season, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Ah, uh, let's see. But Tom Brady is going to be compared to Bill Belichick for the rest of his career, probably the rest of his life. I would still say Tom Brady. I don't. This. I don't think that Patriots organization is in a place where next year they're going to have a bounce back year. It's just not no. how. It, that's not how it looks. So the way they're structured Tom right Brady, now. Was Tom Brady the system? Was Tom Brady the reason the Patriots were so good, or was Bill Belichick actually that great of a coach? I think Bill Belichick was probably a a very good coach. I think it was a little bit of both. I think Tom Brady had more to do with it than Bill Belichick because, in my eyes, players were going to play for the Patriots to play with Tom Brady, not to play for Bill Belichick. That's from an outsider's perspective. I agree with that now, but like if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have said the opposite way. That's true. And hindsight is twenty twenty. Now that we've seen, you know what they've done separated. Twenty (laughs) twenty one. Uh, well, Nobody thanks, Hunter. Thanks, Hunter. I appreciate you, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kobe. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> All right, Bub. I'll see you. Oh, All right, man. Um, <laughs> was he about to say right something? On. He was about to be like, "All right, see you, man." And you just, ah, right, bro. Uh, NFL though. Keep talking it. 
Lions making big moves this offseason. Let's start with our quarterback. We hinted at it with Parker. Yes, Matthew Stafford officially out of Detroit after 12 seasons with the Lions, but we didn't just send him away for a bag of balls, did we? No. <laughs> the Rams gave us two for us, speaking relatively, me and the Lions. The Rams gave us two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff, who, with you know the help of his other players, went to a Super Bowl Two years ago. And then put up three and points. put up three points. He did lay an egg. They did not have a single touchdown in that game. Very disappointing showing, especially for a Super Bowl where you just, a lot of people just want to be entertained. That was definitely the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> it was horrid. The Rams, though, for me, this is what's exciting about this trade, at least for Stafford. The Lions got a lot, right? And they got a lot for a team that, like I said earlier, is that might be trying to make moves to win right now. Yeah. Two first-round picks. That means, for me, two guys that could potentially make an impact right away. And for the Rams, it's pretty smart, too, because they're obviously trying to be competitive, too. So first-round picks do not mean nearly as much. That's what I'm saying. If you're trying to be a playoff team again. I think the basis of this trade both benefited, I think, in a huge way. I agree, 100%. Because I think the Rams found their missing piece that they needed. Um, I mean, you probably could ask for maybe... I, I don't know. Cam Akers is great running back. Cam Akers had a really good year, and he so, was only a rookie. Exactly. So I think you know, sky's the limit for him. Hopefully, he doesn't have like a sophomore slump Hope, or yeah. something. But I don't see. I don't you think. I don't like, see any reason why he would. Yeah. You know, you get like a veteran or somebody that just can back him up a little bit, get a just a different round back, so he can give him a break. But you get Matthew Stafford in with that already phenomenal defense, and it's just like. It's it's crazy exactly. for them. So. That's what I, I think. You put it put it really well. Like both teams really won at this. Exactly because and of what they're trying to do and their goals. It's two teams that are apparently trying to win right now. Yeah, and I think what the Lions did instead of, um, I mean, obviously with acquiring Jared Goff, that seems to me like they're not, um, you know, going to draft a quarterback now. No, it doesn't seem like it, does it? So maybe not until I maybe think, next year. I think that's good. Because of the fact that if you are trying to be competitive immediately, you do not want a rookie quarterback. Oh, no. Or no. Exactly. So it's like, it's, but unless you were like first round, I was you're saying, getting Trevor Lawrence. If you have the seventh pick, like that's not working. If you have yeah. the first, second, or maybe even third, like that might work because you can work around. But no. If you agreed. get Justin Fields or maybe Trevor Lawrence, and even them, they're going to have some growing pains. So it's like yeah. where Jared Goff NFL. has played in a system and he's made it to a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. Um, whether or not he performed at the highest level throughout those games is a different yeah. question. Agreed, but agreed. But he's made no it there, what, which is more than our organization has done. He made it there, and he has the game experience in that. I feel like it, in that aspect, that's all that matters. I agree 100%. Now, other great news for the Lions is that we could be closing in on a deal for Kenny Galladay, our star wide receiver, who currently is not under contract, along with Marvin Jones and Dan- Danny Amendola, excuse me, Galladay has said that, quote, I'm feeling pretty good now. He's talking about his hip injury. And that he's excited to get back to work. Coach Campbell came with that energy, Kenny said. So, I mean, did he really say anything here? But no. But, like, it's just a positive note. Like, he appreciates the guy brought a new energy. We know that nobody liked Patricia in the building. I mean, they've been pretty vocal about that. Yeah. So, for me, I'm just glad to see that um, we could be closing in on him. But I do think... When and if we do get Gaudi, that Marvin Jones will probably be gone. But you think I, Jones will be gone? I, th- I think we get one of the two. I just think it's going to be really hard for to lock them both up. Yeah, hey, well, if we can make it happen, 
Yeah. I'm all here for it. Because those are two guys that are insanely talented and gifted Both athletes. Both very gifted, but I think the thing that's going to be the determining factor is they might be looking for a similar contract. And at that point, yep. you just don't know if they have the cap space exactly. for it. Exactly. And, and you can't blame the athletes for doing that. No. Because they know their worth. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, me personally, I'd pay Galladay a little more than Marvin Jones. Do I Agreed. think Marvin Jones should be underpaid? Now he is coming off no. a hip injury and other things, so it might kind of even out the exactly. equation a little so bit. Who, who knows what that will happen with that. But And I mean, there were some rumors that he basically was holding out on the team. You know what I mean? Like his hip injury was I mean, healed. Like, yeah. Yeah, because we've heard a lot about. That's smart on his part, though. He got a feel for the new head coach and was like, okay, I'm kind of content with where I'm at right now. Yeah, so. that, that very well could be it. Um, finally, though, Detroit. They've continued to round out their franchise with some solid hires here in the last week. Uh, a little bit earlier on, this one's kind of been known for a while, but former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn is the offensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of a polarizing one, I think, on social media for a lot of people. Um, but I guess we'll see, right? I mean, we don't yeah. really know what to expect here. but I mean, I feel like the Chargers offense wasn't that bad, to be completely no. honest with you. I Agreed. think that's now, a great poll. Was he the play caller for them, though? That is a good question, but that I, mean, I don't know. But if he's an offensive coordinator, I, he's got experience. He's, he's so. had to have had some form of yeah. offensive experience. And I remember I watched Hard Knocks. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah. This year with um, the LA teams, and I remember him watching. Like he was like really critiquing Herbert, and we obviously saw the production that Herbert came out with. Probably going to run Offensive Rookie of the Year, and uh, I don't know. I feel like him with um, Jared Goff. You know, depending on how that whole bonding, um, yep, yeah, you know, situation goes, I feel like that could be a good thing for you guys. Agreed. So now, defensive coordinator with the Saints, DB coach Aaron Glenn. This was kind of that was kind of an interesting hire there. Um, but you know, they, they seem very confident in it, and uh, MCDC had some really good things to say about him. MCDC. Obviously, he's coming from the Saints, so that has a huge part to do. I'm with sure that has a huge part to do who he's with hiring. It. But um, honestly, for me at this point. Any new face on the defensive side of the ball for the Lions is just going to be absolutely great because that's, yeah. I think that's all we need is we need a lot, but all we need you, from, you need a from a perspective lot. from this perspective, all we need is just a new face and a new, uh, what's the word like a new breath of like a f- breath of fresh air on the defensive yeah. side, like just to switch something up. I think you that's what? really what they need. With, with all these moves that are happening for the Lions, I wouldn't mind seeing them go to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I I would I would actually I don't think a lot I of people become, would mind. Yeah, I would never become a fan again because I just don't think I would. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind seeing them in the Super Bowl. I definitely, sure as hell, would rather see them as the, than the Bucks. Cause yeah, I'll piss on. <laughs> Another great coaching hire, as it seems, is the Eagles running back coach Deuce Stanley, who's taking the running back spot now with the Lions. And he's had some pretty good talent in the backfield in Philadelphia. So I now I think that Swift heading into his uh, sophomore, his second year now, that's going to be a really good point for him, um, along with uh, AP, who is coming back, I believe, wow. for another year. I, I, I want to say he's coming back for another year. That's crazy. Right? All day, man. He's all day. All day, AP. Dude, he's going to be playing for 50 years, apparently. But just, a, again, a new face and a, a just kind of to help mentor – that guy swift that position who's really going to be the future of that position for us it seems like right yeah so not to say that uh carry on is you know not going to get any carries but i just don't think he's been the same type of back that deandre swift has been for us so i yeah we'll see but uh finally here 
Aubrey Pleasant becomes a DB coach and passing game coordinator. He comes from the Rams DB room, and he's a Flint, Michigan native. So that is a pretty obvious hire, I feel like. And yeah. Jalen Ramsey came out and was just praising this guy, right? So I don't know if you saw that on social media. I did not. But he was just raving about this DB coach and how much more production he got in games this year. And he basically attributed it, not all, obviously, but, but a large portion of that he put towards Aubrey Pleasant. Well, that's... Very excited about that. Yeah, apparently. Again, another opportunity for a guy like Okuda, who did not have the production that we wanted to see from him this year, but he was on number one receivers a lot of the time because we did not have a better option. Their best receiver that you guys were facing, Okuda, was always on. I'll exactly. I'll never knock him for that. Exactly. And what's the next best option? Trufant, who's like getting a penalty every other play and then missing games left and right? Yeah, I mean... You had to throw him into the fire. You exactly. Just hate, you just hate to see So it. that's why I'm really excited for him to kind of be taken under the wing of that and just really to develop because I think he has a lot of awesome potential. And I yeah, think he's sure. going to be really good for us for uh, multiple years. But let's get over to the Texans, out of the Lions. Enough Lions talk for today. Deshaun Watson officially wants out of Houston. Adam Schefter broke the news on Thursday that Watson actually had requested a trade weeks ago. And I'm assuming the Texans wanted to see if their new head coaching hire, David Culley, would change his mind. Obviously... It didn't, right? That didn't nope. matter at all to Deshaun. But the Jets actually seem to be the leading race right now with Miami and a couple other teams being options. But for me, I think Miami would be a great option for Deshaun Watson. I just, why would you want to go to the Jets? I, I don't know why you'd want to go to either of those teams, to be really honest with you. I mean, obviously Miami, Miami is, almost made the playoffs. Yeah, this year. exactly. And then Miami's definitely the better out of the spectacular. Yeah. But, I mean... I'm just wondering what the hell Miami is doing because yeah they, they you, can't you figure play anything games out. with both of those quarterbacks. Say, now the they have two year. quarterbacks that are questionable for next. Like they don't even know if both those quarterbacks are going to be there next year. Uh, what, what what would they do with Tua? That's a I, but I'm saying release them. No, trade them. Yeah, there's already be. been rumors of trades to the Texans. Wow, I know uh, rumors, not like anything official. But I've just you know I've seen on like social media and things, and that'd be a kick in the nuts for Tua, right? And but like Fitzmagic, like that's Fitzmagic. I always forget his actual name, but well, yeah. you know Fitzmagic, he's not going to be staying around, right? They just basically gave him the flipped him the bird when How he many couldn't even jerseys stay in games. Does that dude have did a lot, almost as many as uh, McCown. McCown, a <laughs> ton, man. McCown had a ton, dude. He posted on uh, Instagram or something that his daughter like had to wear a jersey to school day, and they all just wore all for friends wore jerseys, and they didn't have enough friends, basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny, but they're going to be in such a weird situation, I think. And we Didn't just he play saw... receiver for a second for the Lions or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It was like a drive. He, Did like, he? played receiver or something like that. I don't remember that. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to look that up afterwards. Um, we saw what kind of value that Matt Stafford got, right? Just recently. And, you know, in my opinion, I'm sure you agree. Watson is worth even more because of his age and his talent. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would probably say so. He's a younger quarterback. He's the MJ of football, as Dabo Sweeney said. Remember that coming out of Clemson? Yeah, that was not really that close, but <laughs> hey, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't but know I feel yet. like if at Clemson he was dominant. Oh yeah, he was. He was dominant. But I'd love to hear Dabo lines. talk about Trevor now compared to uh, to Sean. Yeah, what would he say? I really would like to know that. What well, he would never answer who's better. No but... way. I don't think he would, but. Because they got different games and knows. different styles, and you can't compare the two. They're totally different quarterbacks. I already, I can already hear it, dude. Oh yeah, Dabble's a good. I I like Dabble. I'm a big Dabble fan. But, but it'd be Trevor. 
I think so. Too. I, don't, I don't know though because that's recency bias maybe too. But like, no, nah, I feel like I watched Deshaun. Deshaun. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We both we both watched him. We both got to. But I feel like for sure Trevor is just a different. Now player. I want to leave you on this. You see, you see it right there on the little rundown. What a time to be a Houston sports fan. Yeah, yeah you're just kind of glancing through that. Yeah. So uh, your baseball team, number one, your baseball team gets caught cheating and is shunned from the MLB world as your players get hit by pitches. There were bets going on at how many players, the over-under of how many guys are going to get absolutely dinged up by some pitches. Then your basketball team trades away two superstars in Russell Westbrook and James Harden. <laughs> Who James Harden is at the Nets now is contender, and then yeah. Westbrook's the Wizards. So I don't really know, but either way, you lose two superstars in the basketball team. Now the only bright spot on your football team wants out of town, basically. Yeah. And JJ Watt basically said he wants J- to get out of there. JJ too. Watt's gonna get out. That dude, unreal, unreal for Houston. Houston, Houston like, you're looking like Detroit, dude. But the thing <laughs> is, last year their basketball team was in the finals. Like the. the the Astros just are coming off of a World Series win, even though they're cheating. Like they would have been at an all-time high and just absolutely crashed. I feel like just tanked. Really? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That's gotta suck. It's probably better off to just stay down here. You don't have to. You can't be let down if yeah, you never honestly, get your hopes just, up. Just stay at the five hundred level for <laughs> throughout all of them, and you just kind of expect what's gonna happen. I'm just saying you can't be let down if you don't get your hopes up. But before we get into college football talk, let's go to that conversation with Tyquan Cox. Joining us in the dorm today on today's episode is a sophomore here at Northern Michigan University where he was second team All-Gliac last year as a return specialist in a year where he tallied over 800 yards and 29 returns. It's Tycon Cox. What's going on? Hey, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on today, brother. What's good? Uh, not much, man. Just been chilling. You know, a lot of school and then practice. So that's How many, going how many credits? For you right now? 16. 16? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a lot, but... Full plate. Got to get it done. <laughs> yeah, and I'm chilling right now with 12. It's I probably should have gone 16, just because right now, like, it's too easy. It really is too easy for really, I, I yeah. need to just step up. But <laughs> I don't know. I've got a lot to figure out, because now, like, everybody gets that extra year of eligibility, so then, like, planning the next couple of years, am I going to pick up another major or something? Because I got all this time, and, like, if I'm going to be on scholarship here, I may as well, you know get the most out of the school. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Northern's got that cool thing where it's like tuition is the same from 12 to 16 credits. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. So now I'm like, I definitely got to go up and take 16 because it's the same tuition for yeah. like, I mean, obviously you're going to pay for like books or whatever extra, but like, that's pretty cool. They kind of do that stuff. Dude, that's, I didn't even know that, but thanks for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I feel like, I feel like you got to know that. Nah, yeah, something ah, I should have known, but man, I'm but taking 16 and I guess I'm only paying for 12. You get it. You get it. You're getting it either whether you know it or not. But like I said, sophomore, ugly act last year as a freshman. What was that like? Um, You know, it was like, it was super cool. You know, I'm always happy when I earn something because, you know. It's yeah, no, that's nothing, the word. That's yeah. a good word. Earn it. Yeah. Nothing's ever given. So, no. you know, you got to work hard for it. And I think I did. A pretty good job of working hard for what I got. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna just keep working hard and try to be all American this year. There you whenever, go. Whenever we can play again, exactly. So. I love that mindset, which yeah. that might not be, you know, until the fall or whatever that is. But when that comes, that's all you. You just gotta think about it like that. Now, when you were getting recruited out of high school, what were they recruiting you as? They're recruiting me as a running back. It was running back. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering about that. I didn't know. So, because obviously then, you're there now, but sometimes you know a lot of things change. Yeah, and then I came here to Northern, and they moved me to receiver like the first day I got up here. So there you go. Yeah, it was a little different, but you know, and when you're playing a sport like football, you gotta kind of just do what the coaches tell you to do. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
play wherever you can play. Especially as a freshman, like you're not going to be the guy to like, you know, that's not your place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, they're, they're trusting you to come in here and like make an impact on the team. Especially like you, a guy who's going to come and make an impact like right away. Like if that's just like, you know, do your job. Yeah. In a couple of years, maybe you have a little bit of a say in that, but like still, even then it's, you know, they're your coaches. They're the ones that put you here on scholarship. Like it's different. Yeah. They thought it was the best for the team. So yeah. Like, what are you going to do to argue with that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, you're at running back now, so that didn't last very long. What kind of, what kind of changed? Um, what kind of changed was, I don't know, I don't think I was getting the ball enough at receiver. And, what, uh, you know, the running back position, they kind of just give it to you and let you run. And I think that's <laughs> that's probably what's best for me. Okay. So, you know, we got Tyshawn, too, who is a really good running back, and we got Dre. Yeah. So we're going to have a good running back core of rotation, you know, so – It'll be fun this year. Definitely one um, of the better groups on our position groups on yeah. our team right now. I feel like we got a lot of talent in that room. I think I think it's the best position group we have. I like know? it. I like so, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But you know, obviously, we're not doing the video version of the podcast. But for those of you who know the two of us, we're not exactly built the same. We got a little bit of a different build going on here. What do you, what do you weigh right now? Uh, right now I'm at 157. 157. So I'm chilling at like 215. Like. <sighs> We're, you know what I mean? Like, we're built a little different, but we play technically the same position, which is just a really weird. So, talk about like what your skill set brings to that position. You know what I mean? Like, that type of build and that skill set. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, speed is probably one of the most important factors in football. Yeah. Just your ability to outrun people up the side. I mean, that's why we run the 40 at the combine. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I bring speed to the table and. You know, I, I didn't have the best hands freshman year, but I've worked harder to get them to where they need to be. Okay. And now I'm pretty comfortable at catching a football. So but I'm going to keep working it because, you know, you always just want to master your crafts. Yeah. No matter what it is, if you want to be great. So. And at the college level, too, and you see this at the pros a lot, too. Like, talk about guys who can be like a three down or four down back. Like, you don't got to take them out of the game. Or you have guys that come in for first and second down, but then you get into a third and long and they're no longer a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the goal, I think, for a lot of guys is just to be that guy who can stay in the game no matter, like, what the situation is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get what you're saying there. But. I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Like you said, we got guys like Dre, Tyshawn, who are built much more like me than like you. And they obviously a little bit older, so they've had, they got a chance to kind of develop that speed. And they're a little more complete um, backs. But as far as like you, and then we have Cullen too, who is, he's in his fifth yeah, year? he's going into his fifth year. Yeah. I think this is his last Grad year. Grad student. Yeah, he yeah. is. So he's kind of in that same kind of, as far as like the build and type of stuff like that. But I think um, kind of going off that, like our offense as it's, kind of changing and we're installing this new offense this year, right? Yeah. So how do you see you and, like, your skill set, you and guys like Cullen kind of trying to fit into that? Well, um, Coach Perlis was saying that he wants us to be more of an outside run team. Yeah. And, you know, you need a lot of speed to get to the edge because you got to be able to outrun people sometimes. You know, people blitz up the middle. You yeah. don't want to get caught from behind because if you break past that first linebacker, you're already at the second, third level. You know, you just got to make one person miss. As exactly, yeah. Out, and it's know? like, if you're there, first of all, it's a su successful play, excuse me. Like, if you get to that safety level, whatever. But then when you get there, it's like, okay, when they're drawing up the plays, you get the X's and O's. Like, if you get one-on-one -on -one here, like, that's all. Nobody's blocking the safety. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you just know that, they don't draw that shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you get in the open field, make a play, and I think that's what you do best. But, um, you know, Zach isn't here with us right now, but him and I obviously weren't here last year. We're freshmen. We uh, didn't really get to see a lot of that, like, last season. And I know one in nine, like, that's not – everyone looks at that immediately, and that's not what you want to see. You were in some pretty close games. You stayed competitive in a lot of games. You did get – thumped in a couple but that's to be expected when you play in a league like the gliac i just want to talk about the optimism 
this year that I've seen from a bunch of the guys. I would not expect that coming off of the year that you guys had last year. Why is that? Well, you know, when you're on a losing team, no one ever wants to lose. Everyone hates losing. Yeah. And I just think that our seniors, before they left, they gave us a really good speech, uh, Latrell, on how we can't go out, party, drink, all that stuff uh, every weekend because, you know, it does nothing good for the team. So I think that message hit a lot of players on the team, especially me, like, as in myself, because this semester I really haven't been drinking at all. I mean, when you're in college, though, you know, people are going to drink and do stuff like that. But, you know, I just kind of, you know, took his words of advice. And, you know, we got people trying to step up to be leaders. Like yeah. The lower classmen. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of players who really care. And those are players we have to bring along. And we have to bring everyone along. You know, we need everybody on a, to be on the same page so we can get done what we need to get done. That's the mind. That's the right mindset. Yeah. I agree. I think bring everybody along. I know a lot of times coaches will say like, you know, you got to weed guys out or whatever. And sometimes that happens, but I think that happens naturally. I really think that yeah. does. Like if somebody does not truly does not want to be there, I think they're going to find any excuse to not be there. That's just what the human nature I feel like, you know what I mean? That's true. So if from a teammate's perspective, you want to do everything in your power to keep your guys there and to bring them to your level. You know what I mean? So yeah. raise the bar for all those guys. So I think that's – and our workouts, we're starting to see that today. We had a little 6.30, you know, running this morning. We we brought that energy. I thought we brought a lot more energy, and obviously you, you know, <laughs> get, get that da damn mouth shut. So you bring a lot of that energy too. But you know what I mean? Like there was a definite difference in the energy from this week to the last two that we had last week. You know, you know talk about that a little bit. Um, You know, having energy is not always easy because not a lot of people can wake up and just be energetic. Yeah, um, very few, I yeah, will say. It's very few <laughs> very, people. Like, I'm a morning person, 100%, but I am, I mean, you've worked out with me. Like, I'm not the guy who's, like, going to sit and, and just be vocal and stuff like that. Like, I do my stuff. I'll encourage other guys, but I'm not going to be outwardly supportive, like, overly loud. It's just not who I am. It's just not what I do. Um, and I'm going to support, but it's tough. You know what I mean? To wake up every morning and have that type of energy. But go ahead. Um, but... For the most part, you know, everyone knows that I'm a high energetic person. And yep. I think me bringing that energy to the team is contagious, you know. And yeah. hopefully I can get more people to, you know. I'm not saying people have to be like me, but I'm just saying, like, don't be like the others out there that don't want to do anything yep. and not say anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's better to just, like, you know, have leaders around. Because we, we got the gold shirts today. Whoever earned that earned yeah, it. I love you know, that. Those are the people who are stepping up and being leaders. And we need everyone to be on board with us, you know. Whether you get a gold shirt or not, you know, we just need people to bring energy. Cause yeah, for those, like, listening who might not understand kind of what that is, which is okay, um, we did a little thing. He called it, like, conference champs and then other. So the guys who really performed well in last week's practices got to wear a gold jersey just to kind of show, like, they were stepping up to that level and performing at the top. And he did say, too, right after that, like, it doesn't matter. You can go out and have a shit day today. That jersey's coming right back off your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about, you know, preach that, like, consistency and everything. Like, how do you go about, like, you? what do you do? Like, you get up every morning and, like, just look at yourself in the mirror. Like, what do you do like, to keep that energy up? Well, first off, I get up and pray. And then there I brush go. my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's it? <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, I play a little bit of Juice Roll songs. Usually I try to get, like, one or two Juice Roll songs. In, That's it. And he gets me pretty high. Right into the veins. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I, I see my teammates and I get all excited. I'm just like, let's go. What up, boy? What up, boy? You know, so I just think me doing that, people like to see that. And, you know, I'm going to keep it up. And 
always bring energy. So was, now, I guess, like, coming right off that, what if all of a sudden you showed up one day and you did not say shit? Like, you didn't say a single word. Oh. What it, you think people would probably be like, yo, like, like what's going on, yeah, right? They, like, they, I think that would be the immediate <laughs> response. Yeah, they'd be like, what is wrong with you today, bro? Like, are you good? <laughs> so no. that's, like, I think that's awesome because they, like, I don't know if a better word to say it, but, like, they've come to expect that from you. And, like, when if that didn't happen, not to say that it hasn't, but if it didn't happen, they'd be like, they know something was up because, like, that's you. And that's, like, we need our guy to, like, get us going here. I don't know. I think that's awesome. But yeah. <laughs> um, I've talked to, let's go back to that, like, the optimism thing, right? And we've been in, we as a, in a program, obviously I haven't been here that yeah, long, yeah. but we've been in a very interesting situation that the program has been in the last like five years. I was talking to Peyton, I was talking to Colin about it, and Branch, who's our strength coach now, he is our fifth strength coach in five years. So like, you know, do the little math there, a little turnover rate, that's one a year. Like, that's insane. And that that's like, um, that's just one example. I know we've had a lot of positions kind of change, but the core group of our coaches has stayed here for a couple of years now, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, and they've got a really, we've got a really unique kind of gel of coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've got some lifers, some guys who have been doing this for a long ass time. And then we've got some, just some young guns, like some dudes like Coach Mitchell, McDougal, Jurison, those guys, like those the younger all, guys. They're awesome. <laughs> but they all, they all gel, like in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it would work at, at first glance, but those guys all like really get along together. Like, how do you, how do you think that works? I just think that's so interesting because there's a huge age gap. Well, I just feel like it's kind of like, you know, when our team, like, Age gap, you want to you wanna look at a guy like Yale who is like 27, 28 years old. He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, Holy But, cow, you know, he just like brings leadership to the team also. And he's a great kid and everyone knows that. Not a great kid. He's a great adult. I'm going to say he's that's a man. <laughs> 27. Um, yeah, but that's how I can see it kind of being with them. You know, you just got to find friends. Like Coach Nystrom would always say, if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. So yeah, I, like I feel like the coaching staff is kind of on that level with each other. And they it looks like they all like each other, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Same with the players on our team this year. I like everyone that's on our team as long as they're coming in and working hard. Yeah, of course. So, and it's like, I know for us, the freshman class, obviously, that first semester, like, dudes, like, yeah, we were together a little bit, but we really didn't have a chance to gel very much as a class. So I know this second semester has been, like, way different for us, at least. Like, we've had the chance to be around each other. We've gotten this whole, like, kind of college thing, at least started to get into that routine. You know what I mean? So it's it's been really interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll kind of see how it goes from here. But what was that, what was that like coming in with your class? Uh, coming in with my class, we didn't really have the coronavirus stuff we had. That to is go very through. true. So I want to talk about like the different. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I assume it was like right away. Like you get into practice and you're with these guys every single day for however many hours. We'd come in and we had um, I think it was it was over the fall and we had fall ball. Yeah. And that was basically everyone competing for a spot. And yeah, a camp, right? Yeah, yeah. And we would and you know everyone was talking to each other, which was the most important thing. We got to meet our teammates and stuff, but coming in with the coronavirus stuff you know it's hard for a lot of upperclassmen to talk to a lot of the freshmen what i like to do is i like to know everybody on a team so yeah I and i've heard that sentiment from a lot of guys which is great and i know i was talking to stan the other day one of our linemen and uh he was saying like dude i still don't know all the freshmen like it's it's we're <laughs> this far along it feels like right and yeah. he still doesn't know all the freshmen i'm in the same boat i'm a pretty i'm a pretty vocal guy i mean shoot i talk enough when i get on here but like I still am trying to meet a few guys on the team because we kind of get into our little position groups and whatever, and we haven't really had a chance to be out on that practice field all the time. But, you know, keep going. I totally kind of cut you off there. But talk about, like, your yeah, class coming good. in and all that. Um, You know, we have a really strong class, class of 19. We got people like Tavion. We got people like um, Tyshawn. Yeah. You know, and 
you know, just those two people I named in general from our class are captains, you know, people who you can look up to and be like, wow, th- those guys actually want something good for themselves. And they're only a 19, you know, you know exactly, what I mean? Like, that's not, 20. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. so I think that's, like, really impressive. Yeah, let, let me ask you something, though. How, how are you, like, what's your favorite thing about the program right now? Favorite thing about the program? Well, that's a good question, man. I definitely will say, like, for me, coming out of high school, I had a very – I went through a coaching change in high school. So we had a guy who had a lot of success at Lake Orion, where I'm from. And then we had another coach came in, Coach Blackstock. Great coach, but a very hands-off coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kind yeah. of like a supporter, like a pump-up guy type of thing. <laughs> and so coming here has been the exact opposite. Not to say that one coaching style is better than the other, because I don't. everyone coaches differently, and you should coach your, your players differently, because players are different. People are different. But this has been like... The mental blocks and everything, like, I've been able to just go right through those. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, when we get in the weight room and get after, like, there is no bullshit. Like, they tell you exactly, and Bobby, when you get in there in the weight room with Bobby, sometimes you go in there brain him, like, pull him back a little bit. You know what I mean? But, like, he, at some point, you just got to respect, like, he's going to tell you exactly how he feels 100% of the time, and they do not sugarcoat anything. And oh, that's no. throughout the whole staff. There's no there's no guys who are bullshitters. Yeah, no, they don't be capping throughout at the, all. Exactly. Throughout the recruiting process, it was the same way. They were genuine about me. They really thought I'd be a great fit. And that, that's what I felt. I didn't feel that from a lot of different places. So I think that there's just being genuine and, like, really transparent and honest, even though sometimes they take a little longer to uh, communicate things. They yeah. don't know the schedule, but, <laughs> hey, that's COVID. That's, like, football. You know what I mean? You got to figure it out. But that, for me, has probably been it. What about you? My favorite thing about the program is definitely um, just being able to practice with the team, you know. The more people you know, the more the best it is for you, the better it is for a person. Just because, yeah. like, you never know what someone's gonna do after school. Um, like, after you come they in, boss. Because, um, somebody like they could be anything they want to be outside of college, you know, and they yeah. earn that. And if you know them, you know, they could always offer you a job or something if someone wants to, like, oh, I see what you mean, you know, yeah, start I got their you. own business or something. But, yeah, I feel that. so. For me, I'd say the most fun thing about the team right now is just knowing the players and getting to hang out with them, like, throughout the day. Yeah, so I was talking with McDougal the other day because we got a ton of guys from the Chicago area, right? And he made a, a really good point, and I thought I wanted to ask this to you because a lot of guys in the lower lower peninsula of Michigan, they kind of get caught up in, like, the bridge stigma. Like, oh, I got to go cross a bridge to go to the UP. It's a hike, especially Marquette, which is on, like, the west kind of side of the UP, right? So guys from Chicago... You know, there's no bridge. You go up Wisconsin, right, and then you come right into it. Yeah, yeah. And he said that's a big thing for recruiting for whatever reason. I don't. Uh, do you ever think about something like that or no? No, I just remember coming up here. We saw Lambeau Field. I was like, oh, that's cool. So we get to you know drive past a football stadium yeah. every time we come here. That was it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> kind of. You know. So yeah, I mean, coming up here, it's not bad. It's just kind of just straightforward you gotta so how stop far, like how far of a drive from where you're at five and a half hours that's not bad yeah just about six hours bad. okay somewhere that's, that's pretty similar to what i'm at but um it really ain't too bad no you know? it's really not yeah, yeah. i think people kind of get caught up in that and I, he made an interesting point about like the whole bridge thing and people especially in michigan how people view the up as like a whole separate like entity because that's really how they view it it's yeah, like this the, whole the separate thing. sick it's cool up hey, here it's i great, like it up man. here yeah. especially marquette where it doesn't feel like it's that much different i heard we're getting a lot of snow on thursday are we? Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, good. It was nice out today, though. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was cold, though. I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with the cold. And that's funny because, like, just, like, your personality and you and everything, you seem like a Florida guy. 
know oh, what I mean? Oh, dude, that's funny because I just did a project today um, for one of my classes, and they were asking me like, "What's what's my favorite place that I've traveled to?" And, and I've traveled, Florida. you know, I said Florida. Yeah, you seem like a Florida guy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just the personality. It's like everything. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, hey, dude. that's all right though. Nothing wrong with that. Nah, nah. All right. Let's talk a little NFL here. I know you're a big Jimmy G guy, right? Big 49ers Let's go Niners. Guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Is there any part of you? I don't think so, but is there any part of you that wanted to see Stafford in a Niners jersey? No, because... Nothing. Nothing. Because, I mean, he was... I don't know how good of a quarterback he actually was for the Lions. Because you look at someone like Patrick Mahomes, and he comes in and he changes the whole Chiefs organization Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford are admittedly a little bit different as in Patrick Mahomes is in a class of his own okay yeah Yeah. and that's true but if you want an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes who can change but you don't around you don't have to pay Matt Stafford half a billion dollars well just because he might not be worth that well exactly that's why (laughs) he doesn't get paid that but you You want to find somebody who's you know that good and Jimmy Jimmy G is definitely a franchise quarterback you know he was hurt the whole year in 2020 so I think they'll come back and win a Super Bowl this year for the 2021 season they're coming back with the Super Bowl oh yeah okay that's bold that's bold (laughs) I heard it here first (laughs) to talk about that division though right with the you know the, the Seahawks and oh, the yeah. Rams, so now Matthew Stafford's in the division, and like you know that's a lot of that's a lot of um, pressure on them to come out of that division. I think. I just think Matthew Stafford is going to choke a couple games. You know he's going to throw picks like usual. You know that's, throw picks like <laughs> usual. <laughs> you know that's Matthew. come on no no uh, way. I'm, I'm not that big of a Matthew Stafford fan. So I can see for that, all the bro. Old ex Lions fans who love Matthew Stafford, I'm sorry, <laughs> but he is not that but great. Look at the NFC West right now, though. Seahawks were like the top dog, but then they get upset by the Rams in that divisional or not the divisional round. It would be the wild card weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And the 49ers weren't even in the conversation, but they're going to a Super Bowl next year. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look at their team. And you look at it how their entire offense was hurt, their entire defense was hurt, and they get all of those players back. Coming. All of them, all of them. Come on, I'll say, I'll say like no. 80, 80, about eighty five percent. I'm not of the drinking team. the Kool Aid yet. They got a chance <laughs> to definitely be competitive in that division. Yeah. You're right; they had some key guys out. I just that's one of the most competitive divisions in football right now. I think so, a hundred percent. Yeah, but I will say too, on the flip side of that, if they can make it out of that division heading into the playoffs, you know they come out on top of the NFC West then they've proven themselves at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, if they make it out of that division, more power to them. Then they got a really good chance to make a run. Because like those are some of the best teams you're going to play. Rams are the number one best defense in the NFL right now. So yeah, that now take, <laughs> take take that, like those things about Stafford. Like, yeah, is he the best quarterback in the league? No. Is he top five? Probably not. He's probably between that like five to eight, somewhere in that range. And that's coming from a Lions fan. Like, I understand that. You know what I mean? But... When you put a quarterback in that situation with the amount of young talent he's going to have on that team, uh, Cam Akers, that uh, he's going to be a second-year running back yeah. who had a great year he's this a year. Beast. He is, and with that number one defense, at some point it's like you got all the pieces there. So I I think there's a lot of potential for that Rams team, but I don't know. What do you think about uh, them obviously giving up two first rounders? Well, I think it's kind of smart because the Rams are a team who doesn't even draft like first round picks. They never. Yeah. So their last first yeah. round pick, I believe, was Jared Goff in 2016. Yeah. I don't. They Isn't base their crazy? teams off trades. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But they have a good franchise going for yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. They've, they've done really well. And yeah. they were in the Super Bowl, what, two years ago? I believe it was only two years ago. Was they it? They lost the Patriots. Yeah. Wow. But I I want to say it was only two years ago. I think it was 2019. Well, that could you could be right. So. 
<laughs> yeah, but they, did they lose to Tom Brady though? They did. It was of like course. thirteen to three. It was like a it was a <laughs> shitty game. But yeah, yeah, they were they were there though. Like to just to get to that point, that experience, insane man. So and they make a lot of money from just going there oh, too. Oh yeah, some like was, two million dollars just for making it to the, or for it? winning the Super Bowl for yeah. each player that's on a roster. That's wild. That's you see, uh, AB is going to get a five hundred thousand dollar bonus even if he doesn't play in the Super Bowl and they win. I think why. Something in the contract. Just because business is booming. Some that must be it, bro. <laughs> that's where it got. That's be. Mu- that must be it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just that's more than Godwin made, I think, all year, or something like that. I don't know. That's ridiculous. He's such a good receiver, too. Yeah. No, not five hundred thousand. Sorry, no, no, no. That's four. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm thinking of a different stat. Okay, no, this was the stat I was thinking of. A thirty second Super Bowl ad was like five and a half million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah I knew and then that. Godwin made like. Four mil this year or something like that, like some. But let's. I don't know why I thought five hundred thousand. I got my numbers. Uh, yeah, mixed I, up. I thought that was kind of low for. Uh, NFL yeah, receiver. yeah, that's low for a <laughs> yeah, lot of NFL guys, definitely. dude. That's like veterans. Not. It's not even veterans like, minimum. That, I think like practice players probably. That make pra- that's money. probably like, pretty close what practice yeah. players make. But hey, that's all I got for you, boss. Oh well, that's this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. On, uh, D1 anything, any, anything else you want to talk about NFL, college football wise? Hey, NCAA football is coming back. Oh yeah, what do you think? dude. I mean, I hope they put Division two in a game. Oh, why not? Right. Hey. I mean, not everything got to be all about division one because no, it doesn't look bro. at it. There's a division three player right now that's trying to get into the NFL. In that Reese senior bowl right there. Yeah, and he's just destroying Balling people, out. man. Balling out. Offensive For lineman real. of the week. He, wow. he won that award. Pretty sweet. And he's from uh, Wisconsin uh, Whitewater, right? I think so. I think he is. So that's good for him. Kudos though. to him. I don't. I can't think of the name offhand, but no, dude was a baller. Got yeah. the flow going. Some chunky white guy. <laughs> so, I love to see it, yeah, bro. You, you gotta love to see it. <laughs> and anytime someone can achieve something at that level of Division three, Division two, anything, it's an inspiration for other people. Agreed for sure. So hundred percent. Well, yeah. Appreciate you, boss. Yeah, appreciate you too, man. Let go, cats. <laughs> College football talk. Pat yeah. Fitzgerald gets locked up for 10 more years in Northwestern. Fitzgerald is the winningest coach in Northwestern football history with a record of 106-81 and 81 in his 15 seasons with the team. It's a lot of games, dude. That's a ton of games. It's a I, lot of games. To be honest, I thought his record was better. but Yeah, so did I, but he has had some tough years as of late. Um, multiple NFL franchises had reached out to the Wildcats coach this offseason with two supposedly making a big push for Fitzgerald, even though that was not really released. The details are kind of stringent there. But he says this is a dream job for him, and he just can't see himself going anywhere else. Yeah. Good I, for him. Yeah. A lot of coaches are probably very envious of that. You know what I mean? Probably. Because, like, for a guy to turn down those opportunities at the next level, they, you know, they had to be so happy at where they're at. They had to oh, be yeah. so content. And a lot of coaches, I feel like, do not get Northwestern is, I mean, Northwestern is oh, a it's great beautiful. place. It's it's amazing, but it is. It's a great school. They got a lot of great uh, academically, like a lot of great high char- character guys. It seems like from what I've seen. Um, so I can imagine facilities it'd be difficult. Are the facilities, of course, is what comes to mind first. Their new practice facility, but uh, imagine the power that a deal like this has on recruiting for Northwestern. To tell a recruit that our coach is going to be here for ten more years, not even to mention the fact, like. Uh, they're coming off such a great year. They were nationally ranked. They went to a Big Ten title game. They won a bowl game against a big-time SEC opponent in Auburn. And now our coach is going to be here for 10 years. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to have a big-time recruiting burst, I feel like. At least they should. If they if they do it right, they should. I mean, what's his name from Davison? Yep. We got a quarterback. They got a quarterback going there. So, That'll be interesting to see. Brendan Sullivan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Early enrollee didn't play in the playoffs, and his team lost the state championship. Poor bud. That's tough. Don't feel bad. 
Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but for me, like if they handle that the right way, they should get a lot of big time commitments. Oh yeah. Especially for guys like there are a lot of guys who are looking for that school where really the academics and the character are super valued. You know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't be a slouch and get to Northwestern football player or not Not at all. So there are a lot of guys and they got, they got to take advantage of those guys. That's like when tech, like tech needs to get all of the guys that are going into engineering because that's like their thing. So they don't get that. Then they can't get anything basically. So Northwestern for me, just got to play their game and get the right guys. They do that right. They've got a chance to really have some good recruiting classes here on the next couple of years. I want to talk about this with you though. Fitzgerald has three sons that he said he would love to coach and his contract runs through the year that his youngest son would graduate college. Hmm. Interesting. So he came out and said basically in uh, an interview. So it's his youngest uh, 12, probably 12. Somewhere around there. But his, he said in an interview basically that I'd love for my sons to play, come play at Northwestern. Then he goes, but also if they're not good enough, they're not coming basically. Good for him. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. how it's supposed to be and that's what you're supposed to say, but good for him. I think that'd be so. We'll funny. see if he he actually lives by it. But yeah, I mean, even if they could, like walk on or something, that'd be awesome, dude. Why do I feel like Dabo Sweeney's son played for Clemson? I think he did. I want to say he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He definitely did. Yeah, I forget the name, but yeah, he did. What position was it? Don't know. <laughs> I think he was like a wide receiver. I feel like it was. Something I want to say a slot, like a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. It's like Izzo's son. <laughs> did Izzo's son play for? Him? Yeah. Wow. He barely got any time. But Steve, I think his name is. But we've seen that in a couple of different places. It's kind of funny. All the guys on those teams, the funny thing is, I shouldn't say funny. The awesome thing is, is that um, they all respect them. Like, they, they put the work in. They put the same work in as the rest of the guys. You know what I mean? You, I, you, don't, you don't feel like the guys are complaining about it or anything. So that's usually the case. I know with Izzo, that was the case. I'm sure it was with Sweeney. Yeah. Um, they hold them to the same expectation, if not higher. The yeah. coaches as a, like a father, I would assume. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, that will be pretty interesting. But let's kind of move over into NCAA football. NCAA football is back. EA Sports officially announced today on Tuesday that the hit video game series will ma- be making a return to, quote, next-gen consoles, quote. So presumably the PS5 and it's not the Xbox One. What is it? The Xbox, Xbox uh, Series X. Series X. Yeah, I play Xbox One. That's the one we have right now. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I was, I'm tripping when I was writing this. Yeah. Um, no, I won't be on that. But... I imagine right now that the expectations of it for this are going to be through the roof. Like we were talking with Parker about it earlier. I just think it'll be really interesting to see if they go with that old formula or if they try to modernize it and bring in the social media aspects and all these things to it. Um, I'm really intrigued just to hear more information. We didn't get a lot of details. No, I, well, I mean, because it was pretty like spur of the moment, it seems yeah. like. But. And it's kind of smart, too, because then it's just like the ambiguity of it. Like yeah, nobody much. knows, so it's people are just getting excited for no reason. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess, I shouldn't say for no reason, but for I feel like reason. you just keep the game the way it was, update the graphics, and you'll make literally everyone in their oh, mother of course. Happy. Now you will be a little, it might be a little bit disappointed. I think you do need to change some things. I don't know, man. The modes back then, I feel like we're just so the my player career with all that stuff. I feel like it's team. like. Like how when Fortnite hit huge, <laughs> and then they started changing everything. Yeah, and no, then the game just tanked. I get it, I get it. But a lot of that, they do that stuff for a reason. Like games got to stick around; they need to have staying power. And for that to happen, a lot of change needs to happen typically. Yeah, but I feel like, especially with Fortnite, no, the formula there. To yeah, no, you're what right. it was, and then yeah. you'd get like probably a ton of more. So Parker hinted at it earlier, but um, I, I wanted to kind of touch on this too with um, athletes potentially making money with some new legislation being. 
passed now in Michigan, one of the states that's doing this, um, are big time athletes going to be compensated for their namesake? Oh, uh, we we'll see. Okay, I First think off, I think there's a come... great chance because there's a couple years. It's going to be in a couple years, right? Yeah, and I feel like if it's obviously if they put their name in there, they have to. I feel like oh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. I think they have to. But if they don't, and they just put QB one, mm. QB seven, you'll lose a lot of fans. Maybe it's just. I think it's just all going to depend on the legislation and where that's at when this comes out. Yeah, right? I mean, because if it's what only they're Michigan, allowed to or, do. Yeah, yeah, that'll be. Well, because what what could they do? They could do like in the year that they t- bring it out, they could only do the the states that have that. Um, I guess we'll see uh, unless there's some type of, unless there's some type of national rule, which we'll see if that happens or not. I doubt it. Yeah, by the yeah. But we'll another see. thing, another factor that I think gets swept swept under the rug, excuse me, in this process is the fact that all the schools have to agree to this. If for them to their yeah. logos and all their, you know, I don't see anyone. Bring, I don't either. But I also think like you never know. There could be some random school out there that is just refusing to do something like this. And then what do you do? You exclude them from the game. I feel like you have to. I would assume so too. But like, or you just I, switch their name around. Now what I hope. Logo, <laughs> and then. What I hope has happened is that they've announced this officially, which means it's already happening. Right? This is going to happen. It's a definite. So what I'm assuming and what I'm hoping is that they already got all this stuff out of the way. Okay. Right? That for me, I would assume that there's going to be some planning before this type of stuff was announced. Yeah. With something this big. Hopefully you'd like to think so. And honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if there was a clause in like the scholarship or some type of letter that the athlete signed that says basically the university can use your, your likeness image. and your image. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all. Probably because that's some like in between the line stuff that you would just see in there. Yeah, I feel like that's you know probably I mean? something in there. I I think so too. So I I'm just gonna be interested to hear. I guess really just more details. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. I, I guess we'll kind of see. We'll see where that goes. And I just hope here it's, it won't be the next couple of weeks. Maybe like a month or so. Whenever we actually do get more news, that it's a little bit more definitive, mm-hmm. and we can actually uh, you know make something out of it. Right? Yeah. But. That's all we've got for this episode, Division One Rejects. Uh, next episode, next week, we have Devin Cenarius from Avila University in Missouri. Excited about that conversation. And then head coach of Albion College here in Michigan, Dustin Brewer. So I am really excited about those two uh, conversations. It's going to be a stacked episode. But thank you so much for listening, and have a great weekend. Looking forward to that Super Bowl.